This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I have laid in my own bowel movement for hours. Don't ever put your loved one in here, ever. Strong words from a nursing home resident in South Buffalo who says she is trapped in a nightmare. Good evening, everyone. That woman turning to the 7 Eyewitness News I team to get anything, something, anything to change. All new at 11, 7 Eyewitness News Chief Investigator Charlie Specht details this woman's disturbing complaints, the facility's troubling history, and what officials had to say when he pushed for answers. I live in a nursing home. The call came into the newsroom at 5 a.m., and the caller sounded desperate. And... I need someone to please investigate this place. It is so bad. Please, please help me. She was talking about Sapphire Care in South Buffalo. Patients say it's long been a place of last resort, rated two out of five stars or below average by the federal government. Oh, I could only get out of here. This is Barbara Kent. She's a paraplegic, and she left us that desperate voicemail. Her youngest son, Rick, died at 39, and with no one to care for her, Barbara moved back to Buffalo to be with her sister. This is the place she found that had an opening. $12,000 a month to live in this rat hole. I mean, I have laid in my own bowel movement for hours. Barbara has complaints about chronic understaffing, a lack of basic supplies like adult diapers, and nurses so overworked that when Barbara asked for a glass of water at 8 a.m. I finally got it from the second shift, but not until 3.45 in the afternoon. Now the first thing you notice when you come into the nursing home is an overwhelming stench that fills the hallways. In Barbara's room here, you look a little closer and you can see the walls are literally crumbling. There's bad drywall throughout the room and exposed insulation in the bathroom. Nobody should have to live like this. Beneath those quality of life issues lie a pattern of serious mistakes detailed in state reports. 
Government regulators have fined Sapphire $90,000 in recent years for medication errors, hiring criminals, even risking the spread of disease by not cleaning needles. The 7 Eyewitness News I-Team took these concerns to management, which put us on the phone with this man, Daryl Sokol, who oversees three local nursing homes for the owners who live in New York City. Are you planning on putting any money into the conditions of the rooms and not just the, the common areas? Records filed at Buffalo City Hall show Sapphire is in the midst of a $700,000 renovation project of the lobby and therapy area. But there's no mention in those documents of the first floor patient rooms. Sokol said we could interview him, but he never called the I-team back. The Department of Health, in a written statement, tells us it has received multiple complaints and has opened an active investigation pertaining to staffing levels and quality of care. I wish I could get out of here right now, this minute. I hate it here so bad. I can't take it, Charlie. It's really bad here. Don't ever put your loved one in here, ever. Now, perhaps the worst mistake anyone has made inside this nursing home involves needles that were not properly cleaned. Welcome to Human Monsters. Most of us take for granted that people who are entrusted with the care of ailing seniors act only out of duty and compassion. We take it for granted that they would never intentionally cause our elder relations distress or neglect their care. Unfortunately, this is not always the case. Many of those who provide care for seniors, whether in private residences or in long-term care facilities, do so in a destructive and inadequate manner. It's hard enough living with chronic or terminal illness without being reliant on human monsters. Elder abuse takes many forms. It can manifest as any or all of the following. Physical abuse. This can take the form of slapping, punching, kicking, pushing, burning, forcible restraint or confinement, administering medication in excess or in the wrong form, as well as withholding medication and other medical treatments. Psychological emotional abuse. This can manifest as humiliation. It can also involve blackmailing the victim by identifying something that is important to the senior person and using it to coerce them into doing something they would otherwise refuse to do. Psychological abuse can also take the form of verbal abuse, such as yelling and screaming, insults, ridicule, constant criticism, accusation, blaming, scapegoating. Passive-aggressive forms of emotional abuse can be employed as well, such as ignoring them, giving them a silent treatment, shunning them, and withdrawing affection. Then there's financial abuse. It is also known as financial exploitation. 
This can involve the misappropriation of funds by relatives, caregivers, or strangers, such as the staff of a nursing home. Access to the victim's finances can also be used to control them or enable other types of abuse. In some jurisdictions, there are filial responsibility laws, which require certain parties to financially support indigent elder relations. Failure to do so is considered elder abuse in these areas. Then there is sexual abuse. Forcing a senior person to engage in sexual activity without their consent, which can also include coercing them to engage in conversations of a sexual nature. This also includes scenarios in which a medical condition negates their ability to give informed and legitimate consent, like dementia or Lou Gehrig's disease. Then there's neglect, depriving the victim of proper medical treatment, food, heating, clothing, comfort, and essential medication, depriving them of services they need as a means to force their hand in performing certain actions, like giving away money qualifies as coercive neglect. Neglecting an elder's medical care can leave them at risk of experiencing accidents and other health-related complications. Sometimes the neglect is intentional. When it happens due to a lack of understanding of the victim's needs, it is called passive neglect. The following four types of abuse are illegal in some American states and are recognized as abuse in many districts across the world. Abandonment. Deliberately deserting a senior relation who is vulnerable to injury and other damaging medical emergencies due to their inability to live independently. Rights abuse. This consists of denying an elder person their civil and constitutional rights as guaranteed by law when it is determined that they are not mentally incapacitated and are capable of acting independently in their own interest. Then there's self-neglect. A senior relation may elect to neglect their own medical care. If they are of sound mind, their relations are expected to honor these choices, though if they involve self-harm and suicide, intervention by authorities may be required. Morally, ethically, and legally, self-neglect is often a gray area, depending on the situation. Institutional abuse. All the aforementioned types of abuse have occurred and continue to occur in nursing homes. Recently, studies were conducted on the phenomenon of elder abuse in the United States. The rate of abusive care is at 40% and growing. Neglectful care is at 95%. Despite the use of vulnerable sector screenings in the hiring of nursing home workers, the residents of long-term care facilities are at increasing risk of experiencing substandard care, abusive treatment, and in some cases, assault and murder from other patients. In some extreme and rare cases, staff have murdered patients or harmed them to the point where their death was accelerated and ensured by their actions. One famous case of elder abuse involved a Canadian nurse named Elizabeth Wetlaufer. She confessed to murdering eight nursing home residents and attempting to murder six others. Wetlaufer killed her victims by injecting them with a lethal dose of insulin. The ones who survived were not administered a dose that was enough to kill them. Those who died include James Silcox, 84, Maurice Moe Granite, 84. Gladys Millard, 87. 
Helen Matheson, 95, Mary Zerowinski, 96, Helen Young, 90, Maureen Pickering, 79, and Arpad Horvath, 75. When she confessed to the murder, she admitted that she, quote, knew the difference between right and wrong, but that she was motivated by, quote, surges, unquote, that she could not control. She said, quote, God or the devil or whatever wanted me to do it. After the first murder, she felt, quote, the surging, and then heard my own laughter afterwards, which was really, it was like a cackling from the pit of hell. She reported that she told police she tried to stop killing and that she also told friends, a former partner, and her pastor about the murders, but none of them believed her. For the murders and attempted murders, she had been sentenced to eight concurrent life terms in prison and is ineligible for release until 25 years have been served. The provincial government of Ontario launched an inquiry so that they could ensure that another crime of this kind would never happen again. The College of Nurses of Ontario deemed Wetlawfer's conduct to be disgraceful and dishonorable by their disciplinary panel, and she is barred from ever obtaining a license again. The chair of the panel was quoted as saying that Wetlawfer's behavior was, quote, the most egregious and disgraceful conduct this panel has ever considered. Signs an elder relation is being abused by a caregiver. Their basic ability to function may have declined. They are less independent and may also present with a feeling of helplessness and stress due to a feeling of inefficacy. Their mental health has deteriorated. Sudden and premature mortality, dementia, malnutrition, bed sores, death in the absence of terminal illness, Seniors who experience abuse from caregivers are three times more likely to die prematurely than those who are not abused. Abusive caregivers come in many forms. They can be spouses, common law partners, offspring, or other relatives. Relatives with a history of mental illness are more likely to pose a risk to the person receiving care. Individuals most likely to be abusive are related to the victim, chronically unemployed, and financially dependent on the senior relation. Seniors who do not have familial links that can care for them are vulnerable to grooming by neighbors and other outsiders who may really just be gaining their trust so that they can defraud the victim. The phenomenon of elder abuse has not been supported by an adequate amount of study. However, some research has been done to understand it. In Canada, a study determined that 70% of elder abuse victims are female. This finding was matched by a New Zealand study. A similar study conducted in the United Kingdom found that women account for 67% of elder abuse victims. The New Zealand study found that 70% of abusers were related to the victims. Researching this phenomenon has been difficult because elder abuse is an underreported crime. This is due to many factors. The problem is hidden due to the fact that the victim may live at home where outsiders cannot bear witness to the abuse. Victims are often unwilling to report the abuse because they fear that they won't be believed, that they may lose more of their independence, that they may be placed in an institution, that they will be cut off from their only social supports, 
and that the perpetrator will retaliate. The victim may be in a state of ill health and or cognitive decline that negates their ability to report the abuse. The caregivers may not be educated about the terms and criteria that qualifies actions as elder abuse. The gray area of interpretation may leave the victim unsure if certain behaviors constitute elder abuse. There's been a great deal of debate about whether self-neglect qualifies as abuse and whether one who enables it is guilty of negligence. One fact that is not debatable is that those parties who abuse seniors in their care are human monsters. I'm going to leave you with a couple of clips that detail actor Andy Rooney's experience with elder abuse, including his testimony in Washington. This is Morgan Rector. Thank you for listening to Human Monsters. Legendary movie star and showbiz icon Mickey Rooney will tell a Senate committee on aging today that he is a victim of elder abuse. The 90-year-old star has obtained a court protection order against his stepson. Claire Shipman has all the details for us. Good morning, Claire. Good morning, Robin. In some cases, the charges are horrible. In others, bizarre that he was kept without food sometimes. His Oscar, his Emmy are missing. Rooney's lawyer told us he wants to make the point today that no matter how much celebrity you have, how much money, elder abuse can still happen. Good morning. It's a lovely morning. Good morning. He's entertained us as long as we can remember. Are you cracking wise? Mickey Rooney literally grew up in his 365 movies. But now, at the age of 90, he has one more story to tell, and it's as sad as it is shocking. Does he consider what happened to him abuse? Yes, absolutely. Was he ever afraid for his safety, for his physical well-being? He was afraid, uh, certainly psychologically afraid. Today, Mr. Rooney goes to Washington to testify before a Senate committee to tell the story of his alleged abuse at the hands of his stepson, who for years has been helping to manage Rooney's life. The allegations are startling. More than $400,000 missing, a lock placed on Rooney's refrigerator, telling lawyers he had no money for a Valentine's gift for his wife or for more than one pair of shoes, and his identification and passport taken. He pulled out his wallet, he opened it, and he showed me there wasn't a single card, driver's license, ID, ARP card, shopping card, social security card. There was literally nothing. In his testimony, Rooney will say, I felt trapped, scared, used, and frustrated. But above all, I felt helpless. For years, I suffered silently, unable to muster the courage to seek the help I knew I needed. He wants his story to be to be a beacon to other people and, and family and friends in, the, in this country who are concerned about their own elderly relatives. Eager now to help the public, he's worked so hard to entertain. And through lawyers last night, his stepson told us he denies the charges. He's known Rooney for 32 years, and he looks forward, Robin, to clearing his name. I'm sure he does. I was unable to avoid becoming a victim of elder abuse. Elder abuse comes in many, many different forms. Physical abuse, emotional abuse, and financial abuse. When that happens, you feel scared, disappointed, yes, and angry. 
and you can't believe that it's happening to you. You feel, you feel overwhelmed. When I asked for information, I was told that I, I couldn't have any information of my own. I do. What the hell were you talking about? I was told it was none of my business. that I wasn't, it's none of my business, and when you're told that, you leave, you're left to leave powerless. For years, I suffered silently. I didn't want to tell anybody. I couldn't muster the courage. And you have to have courage to, I need help. And I knew I needed it. Even when I tried to speak up, I was told to shut up and be quiet. You don't know what you're talking about. It seemed that no one, no one wanted to believe me. And if it can happen to me, oh, God willing it and unwilling it, it can happen to anyone. I know who I'm talking about. And I'm, I'm not speaking just for myself, or what I hope to be, or what I was, was taken from me. I'm asking you to stop this of elderly abuse. I mean to stop it.